This is The Guardian. A warning before we get started. In today's episode, we discuss allegations of sexual harassment. Please listen with care. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. Good evening. We begin with this breaking news from Canberra, where embattled Liberal Senator David Vann has just resigned from the party. Victorian Senator David Vann has quit the Liberal Party and he's under growing pressure to leave politics altogether after allegations of sexual harassment were made against him. Allegations he denies. They are very serious allegations and he should really seriously consider his position. Everybody could agree the Parliament would be better off with his resignations. The allegations are serious and must be taken seriously. Now, attention has turned once again to the culture in Parliament House and whether it's a safe workplace for women. Today, political reporter Amy Ramikis on whether the culture in Canberra can change. It's Tuesday, the 20th of June. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, Amy, it's been a pretty torrid week in Parliament last week, starting with the coalition trying to attack Labor on how early it learned about Brittany Higgins' sexual assault allegations and ending with multiple allegations of inappropriate touching against a Liberal senator. What did you make of all of this? Torrid is one word for the week. I think it's probably one of the worst weeks I have actually witnessed while covering federal politics. It was an absolute mess. And it started with one political attack line and we ended with a very human allegation. The parliament went backwards in terms of how it deals with these issues, in terms of the conversations that it has. And it sort of created this It created this space, at least what it felt like to me, observing this as a political reporter and as a a rape survivor, as allowing for the room to once again attack people when they come forward with these allegations. And that is not the conversations we were having when Brittany Higgins raised her allegations, but it sure feels like the conversations that we're having now. Senator Van. Thank you, Deputy President. So, Amy, Senator David Van is the man at the centre of last week's allegations of inappropriate touching, and he's since resigned from the Liberal Party. Can you tell us a little bit about him? 
Liberal Senator David Van is a Victorian senator. He was elected in 2019. The only time I think I have written on Senator David Van was when he was accused of making dog sounds at Senator Jackie Lambie in the Senate, which he denied. He said he interjected, but he was not making growling sounds as Jackie Lambie had alleged in the Senate. So, Amy, just to catch us up, how did this all start? The behaviour that we saw from the Labor Party coming from these benches was disgraceful. Last Wednesday, Senator Van was speaking in the Senate to criticise how Labor had questioned coalition members about Brittany Higgins' allegations when she first raised them. He also spoke about parliamentarians setting the standard for Australia. When then-Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins handed Deputy President... And that caused Senator Senator Lydia Thorpe to become quite agitated. Deputy President. And she stood up in the middle of Senator Van's speech and she said that she needed to make some things clear. Feeling really uncomfortable when a perpetrator is speaking about violence. That's inappropriate. And that played out with a very uh, public interjection in the Senate. This person, Senator Thorpe, I would just warn you at this point. point, Sexually assaulted me, Senator Thorpe, and the Prime Minister had to remove him from his office. And to have him talking about this today is an absolute disgrace. Senator Van, please continue with your contribution. I utterly reject that statement, that disgusting statement. Senator Van immediately denied the allegation. Outright. It's just not true. And he said that he wanted to see an investigation into what Lydia Thorpe was saying. I'm going to call Senator Thorpe. Thank you, President. Earlier today, I made some comments in relation to another senator. Later that day, Lydia Thorpe withdrew the comments. Now, she didn't withdraw the allegations. She withdrew the comments, the statement to the Senate, in order to comply with the Senate rules. And it's an important distinction. For the information of the Senate, I will make a further statement on the matter tomorrow. The next day, Lydia Thorpe did make that additional statement to the Senate. So today, I will speak about my experience in Parliament. But she did not name anybody. She said she was going to share her story. You are often alone in long corridors. And she detailed allegations where she said she had been followed and inappropriately touched in a parliamentary stairwell. And most of this was witnessed by staff and fellow members of Parliament. No one witnessed what happened in the stairwell as there are no cameras in stairwells. And to all those survivors, we must continue to stand strong, stand together and never be silenced. We roll on into the afternoon. Just uh, have a short statement to make and I won't be taking any questions because we're on to uh, question time shortly. An opposition leader, Peter Dutton, called a very quick press conference just before question time on the Thursday, where he announced that... Uh, Since the airing of uh, Senator Thorpe's allegation yesterday, uh, further allegations in relation to Senator Van have been brought to my attention overnight and this morning. 
and that he was expelling Senator Van from the Liberal Party room. At the outset, I want to make clear, very clear, that I'm not making any judgment on the veracity of allegations or any individual's guilt or innocence. Make that uh, very clear. Um, and I'll leave my statement there. Thank you very much. Now, David Van thinks that that is an unfair decision. He has said that he wants proper processes to play out. And of course, he denies uh, all of these allegations against him. And do we know who brought these additional allegations against Senator Van? Peter Dutton didn't name who was involved in those allegations, but a couple of hours later, Sky News reported that it was a former Liberal senator who had come forward to detail allegations against Senator Van. A few hours after that... Good evening. She wanted to keep her story private, but Amanda Stoker says she felt she could no longer stay silent after hearing Lydia Thorpe's claims against David Van. Liberal senator from Queensland uh, who spent four years in the Senate before she lost her seat at the last election. Amanda Stoker came forward. And she said that she uh, had spoken to Peter Dutton about allegations that Senator Van had inappropriately touched her at a social event in November 2020 by squeezing her bottom twice. She says by its nature and its repetition, it was not accidental. And she says the action was not appropriate and that it was unprofessional and uninvited. She said that at the time she uh, reported it to a senior uh, woman in the Liberal Party that she wanted to keep it private. And she said that at the time she had spoken to Senator Van about the incident and he had apologised. She said that she had taken notes of the meetings, but she said that she had wanted to keep it private and confidential, that she did not want to be defined by this incident. But Amanda Stoker said that she uh, was motivated to come forward after hearing Lydia Thorpe's allegations in the Senate. Now, David Van did respond to this. He said that he did remember having a conversation with his colleague, Amanda Stoker, and that they remained friends, but he didn't actually remember the incident or the allegations that she had uh, detailed to him. He said that he had no recollection of the behaviour and it's not something that he would do. But Dutton called on Senator Van to resign from the parliament after a third allegation was raised to Peter Dutton. Are there other allegations that you're aware of? Uh, Yes, I am, but uh, I'm not going to comment in relation to those matters otherwise. Uh, I made a decision yesterday... He has not detailed that uh, allegation. He has passed it on for investigation. Senator Van has said that he's going to cooperate with any investigation, but he has also made it clear that he is shattered, that his reputation could be destroyed like this without any due process. This all moved very quickly. On the weekend, David Van resigned from the Liberal Party, saying the Liberal Party's wholesale disregard for due process and natural justice in relation to the allegations made against him had made it inevitable. National MPs Bridget McKenzie and the party's leader David Littleproud added to Dutton's calls for him to resign from Parliament altogether, putting greater pressure on David Van this week, which the Senator has taken off. Amy, as we discussed, 
Opposition leader Peter Dutton acted pretty swiftly to expel Senator Van from the party room after the allegations against him were first aired. So I think Senator Thorpe has lots of issues and, um, as I say, some of those and her own conduct have been well documented. Um, But he then appeared to blame Senator Thorpe for failing to provide more details about her allegations. Uh, In the absence of any detail, it's hard to just besmirch everybody or without providing um, details, it's it's hard to, to investigate that and provide an outcome. So where does this leave Peter Dutton and the opposition, do you think? When Peter Dutton acted, and he acted swiftly, and it does have to be said that these uh, allegations were raised in the last coalition government when Scott Morrison was Prime Minister and we did not see the action that we saw Peter Dutton take. We do have to, you know, outline that. I think that he then became very worried about how this was going to be seen with the base, the Liberal Party base, that he was acting because Lydia Thorpe, who was one of their favoured combatants, had made these allegations. And so he went into damage control and going into damage control meant that Senator Thorpe got damaged and he spoke to 3AW about how he did think that Lydia Thorpe had besmirched the entire parliament by not actually detailing exactly who these allegations were about. But that completely ignores the fact that the reason that she didn't detail it was because under the Senate rules, you can't make personal reflections, which was the reason why she had to withdraw it in the first place on the Wednesday. Um, Hamish, to be honest, I've tried not to look at the media over the last 48 hours. It's been a real, it's been horrible. Lydia Thorpe had spoken on the same day that Peter Dutton made the comments that you're referencing about how she was treated differently when she raised her allegations as an Indigenous woman as compared to when Amanda Stoker had raised her allegations as a white woman. I became the perpetrator. I became the, I had a media pile on and it wasn't until a white woman stood up and said, yeah, this happened to me too, that the media took notice. And I think that people could have seen that play out. I mean, she absolutely has a point. I think we all saw the headlines. We all saw what was happening on social media. We all saw how some of those, how some of the allegations that she raised were treated in the immediate aftermath on that Wednesday. And I think that is a great example of the media landscape in this country, and that is systemic racism. I was not believed I was questioned, I was absolutely demonised that day by everybody and you wonder why women don't speak out, you wonder why we are silenced. And when we look at it on balance, the way that Senator Thorpe dealt with these allegations when they happened sometime in 2021 is exactly the same way that Amanda Stoker said she dealt with these allegations when she said they happened in November 2020. They both went through private, confidential processes internally, where they wanted it addressed as a workplace matter, they said. They believed that it was addressed to their satisfaction and that they moved on and that they both had very personal and very valid reasons for why they did not go public at the time and put a name to these allegations. 
next. Can the culture of Parliament House be changed? Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Amy, the coalition actually started last week trying to wedge Labor on the issue of how it handled Brittany Higgins' allegations. Do you think this strategy has now backfired on them? Given how hard the coalition were going against Katie Gallagher and essentially implying in their questions that the allegations that Brittany Higgins had raised and everything that happened after that was some sort of political conspiracy that those allegations that were originally raised that led to the Set the Standard report, that led to everyone talking about the culture in Parliament House, that led to the former Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins receiving all of those complaints and testimony from people within Parliament House about their own experience of sexual abuse and harassment and violence within this building. All of that was apparently some sort of political conspiracy if you follow through these opposition questions that we have been getting this week and what they imply. And that the only reason that Labor had pursued it so hard was because of a political conspiracy That was always going to backfire. As this continued in the parliament, it became harder and harder for the coalition to tread that line of we're seeking answers as opposed to we are politically smearing all of this. There's been a lot of public discussion about how parliament should best handle sexual misconduct allegations ever since Brittany Higgins first came forward. And we should note that the man Higgins accused faced trial for sexual assault, but this was aborted due to jury misconduct. And prosecutors then decided against holding a retrial because of the risk they said it posed to Higgins' mental health. In the time that this has all taken place, we've seen a lot of work being done to try to make Parliament a safer workplace for women, including the Set the Standard report from the former Sex Discrimination Commissioner, Kate Jenkins. So what, if any, improvements have been made since then? Well, I mean, the big one is there's now actually somewhere to take complaints and that did not exist when Brittany Higgins was a staffer in this building. And that is the body that Peter Dutton has referred these allegations to. But we're not necessarily going to find out anything about that investigation because it is entirely confidential. You can respect that. This is a workplace and you would expect workplace investigations to remain confidential. Senator Lydia Thorpe says that Parliament is not a safe workplace for women. Do you agree? Again, it's really hard. I can't speak for all women in this building, 
But I do agree with what independent MP Helen Haynes said, which is that if one woman feels unsafe, then we are all unsafe. And I do know from conversations with staffers and MPs in this building that it does feel unsafe again. And it feels unsafe to have these conversations again. I don't understand why any woman would want to go into politics because of these sorts of things that happen. So we're not only we're not only damaging the discourse and the nation's soul, we're damaging our democracy. So looking back at how Parliament has discussed sexual misconduct allegations over the last week, from the Coalition's questions to Labor on Brittany Higgins to allegations raised against Senator Van, what do you think needs to be done now to improve the culture of the Australian Parliament? I think they all need to start walking the walk and literally talking the talk because you cannot put politics ahead of people and not expect there to be some collateral damage. What I have an issue with watching this week play out was how long it went on for because I didn't know what the end goal was and I'm not sure the coalition knew what the end goal was to it either. The questions were asked, they were answered, the point was made. And if it's not the answer that they wanted, okay, fine, you know, pursue that. But we had this every single day that the parliament sat and you have to just wonder why keep hammering a point home when you're not actually sure what the point is. Because the only people who have been damaged in this are politicians, I think the coalition, and people who were hearing these messages that, you know, if you come forward, this potentially could happen to you. Why would you put yourself in that place? Why would you allow your name and your life and your very soul to be dragged over like that? So what does this parliament need to do to improve the culture? I think they just need to think about their actions and how they impact people in the real world. This isn't about politics. It is about people. And it's about an issue that Australia is notoriously challenged with dealing with And I think when people raise their stories, we should take them seriously. We should go through the proper processes. And that doesn't necessarily mean the police. I just mean the proper processes that workplaces have or just listening to somebody tell their story. We should not immediately assume that it has something to do with politics because you know what? People outside this building don't. And Amy, Parliament is back again this week. What are you expecting to happen next? I think the coalition uh, would like to pretend that the last week never really happened. I think that they will continue to ask questions how Labor handled the Brittany Higgins allegations. But I think wider, uh, most people are still pretty scarred from the last week and just how damaging and toxic the discourse and the debate got. And I think a lot of people are hoping for a more positive parliament in these final days. But this is the Australian in Parliament and things are never cut and dried. Senator Van may not be in the Parliament, but he is still looming large. He is still deciding how he is going to respond to everything that has happened. So it's going to be a case of watch this space. 
That was Amy Ramikis, political reporter for Guardian Australia. You can find her ongoing coverage of the fallout from these allegations at theguardian.com, including a recent article she wrote. It's called David Van to take leave from Parliament as more former coalition colleagues call for him to resign altogether. We'll post a link to that article on the full story page. And if you need support or information for anyone affected by rape or sexual abuse, you can call 1-800-RESPECT 24 hours a day. That's 1-800-737-732. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Karishma Luthria, myself and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design, mixing and composed our theme music. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.